Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. It's Pastor Julie, and as we continue our sermon series for Lent that is on the spiritual disciplines, we are talking this morning about study, and we, our scripture this morning comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. Now, every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, as most of you know, I wanted to be a teacher when I was younger. It was a good choice for me because learning came easy to me. I didn't have to study much. It just sort of stayed in my head, at least until the test anyway. I love school, but I knew many people who didn't have it so easy. Learning, getting good grades in school were just plain hard. They didn't like school that much. When I actually became a teacher much later in my life, I had to learn how to teach those children who got it easily, like me, and also those who didn't get it so easily. People learn in different ways, and the educational system categorizes them into four different categories. Visual learners who need to see it, auditory learners who need to hear it, reading and writing learners who need to be able to read about it, and kinesthetic learners who need to be able to touch it or use their hands to manipulate it. God does make us all different, right? Our style of learning can be one of those differences. What kind of learner are you? Now, I know it isn't all cut and dry, just one or the other, because we are sometimes a mix of these. But primarily, how do you learn best? And do you ever think about that when Bible studies are announced? Does anyone have trouble actually reading Scripture because they need to see it or hear it in order to understand? Are there any barriers to going deeper and learning more about God, about your faith, about how to live as a Christian? Maybe we don't have a problem with learning. Maybe the barrier is time. We don't have time to do any meaningful study on anything, let alone our faith. But I have a few questions. Are there times in your life when you really wanted to understand or know about God or your faith more deeply? Is there a question you've had in your life that you'd really like answered, but you can't seem to find it? Does your faith seem dry, like you're searching in the desert for water and there's no relief in sight? 
while the spiritual discipline of study is the best place to get started answering some of those questions and filling us with that living water our souls are yearning for. Study is, as a spiritual discipline, is one tool that can bring us to the oasis of knowledge. Knowledge leads to wisdom, and wisdom leads to the truth. And as Jesus himself said, the truth will set you free. Now, I wonder what kind of learner Jesus was. Did you ever think about that? In our story today, we get the only real glimpse of Jesus as a young person, and it's a picture of him as a student. He's 12, which is just shy of adulthood for Jews. He is found by his frantic parents who thought he was lost, sitting in the temple at the feet of the teachers. In those days, the teachers or rabbis would sit on a bench in a side room of the temple, and their students would sit on the floor in front of them. Now, for at least three days, Jesus has been here among the other students and their teachers. He's been asking questions, and as the teachers have asked him questions, he's given answers that are pretty impressive to the teachers. It says all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. As a teacher, one of my deepest fears was encountering a student who knew more about something than me. (laughs) Maybe the teachers here didn't feel threatened by what Jesus seemed to understand, but they probably wondered how he got to this level of understanding. Who's his rabbi in Nazareth? That fellow's doing a great job. Or something like that. I don't know. They don't seem to be upset, just rather amazed. Well, we know Jesus is kind of amazing, right? They just don't know how truly amazing he is. Not yet. But why is he there in the first place? Have you ever wondered about that? Doesn't he know everything already? Is is this just a chance to show how much he knows? Or does Jesus actually have something to learn? I know I ask a lot of questions, but one thing I've learned over the years is that everyone has questions. And if you don't ask them, you'll never get an answer. Jesus understood this too when he said, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. This is Jesus fully divine, but also a fully human Jesus, asking, seeking, and knocking himself. Although he has access to the knowledge of the universe, he is still a human being, living and learning, just like us. The discipline of study was important to him as a human being, but also to his ministry and life among us. This particular story shows that Jesus, too, needed to learn and knew the importance of devoting time and effort to study. Now, I asked this question of the people at Yoga Church this past Thursday, so now it's your turn. What did you want to be when you grew up? Most people decided at an early age what sparked their interest, and they try to move in that direction of that interest for a career. Many of you that are students now are doing the same thing. Now, in order to become whatever that was, you had to learn, right? If you became a teacher, you needed to learn many things about methods of teaching, the subjects you wanted to teach, and maybe even child development or psychology. In other words, you had to immerse yourself in learning how to teach in order to be able to teach others and to do it well. 
The same is true for any occupation. If you want to work in any job, any field, there is a lot to learn. All of us, even if being a stay-at-home parent, had to learn how to do it and do it well. The more we learned, the easier and better we were at it. No one is excused from the discipline of learning, and we learn by studying. And as I alluded to at the beginning, there are many different methods and styles of learning, but we are all subject to the need to learn from the time we are born. Someone once said, if we're not learning, we're not growing. And if we're not growing, we're dying. Life, every aspect of life, depends on learning. We grow in this life through study. And so it is with our faith. If we want to grow as a Christian, if we want to have a deeper relationship with God and experience all the benefits of that relationship, such as the fruit of the Spirit, peace that passes all understanding, and freedom from fear and anxiety, the only way is through study. Another spiritual discipline that has been neglected by many, the discipline of study, is yet one more powerful weapon God gives us to give us strength, to give us hope, to free us from anxiety, and protect us from the dryness of spirit that threatens to keep our faith from growing, from growing roots that can hold us up in the worst storms of life. The book of Psalms opens with an admonition to make study of God and God's word the primary goal of your life. Psalms 1, Psalm 1, 1 through 2 says, Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in good season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. Study is living water for our souls that strengthens us, nourishes us, helps us grow deep roots for whatever this world may throw at us. So what exactly should we study and how, or what are we studying and why? Or as my teacher friends would say, what are our learning goals and objectives? If we want to know God, know God's heart, know God's character, understand God's love and faithfulness, what has truly been done for us through Christ? If we have unanswered questions, study is the way to gain the knowledge we desire. Yes, Listening to countless pastors speak about certain passages or marks of Christian life every week is helpful. At least that's my hope anyway. But this only gets the conversation going, just skims the surface. To gain a deeper knowledge, to grow in our faith, and to experience our relationship with God more powerfully, study is necessary. We cannot grow in our faith develop a deep relationship with God, or come to a more mature understanding of Scripture and how it applies to our lives without personal study outside of Sunday morning. Not only does this study give us wisdom and knowledge, it is a primary way God speaks to us and changes us to look to more closely reflect the image of Christ in our lives. 
In his letter to the church in Rome, Paul tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As we make the decision to become followers of Christ, as we put our faith in him, we become children of God. What does it mean to be children of God, to be Christians in this fallen world? And how do we know? How do we learn what it means to live like Christ? Well, we won't know unless we apply our minds to the study of God's word. Many people in the world who claim to be Christian have not taken the time to learn what that really means. They neglect the study of scripture, of Christian values that are revealed in scripture, and the life of Jesus Christ. They neglect to search for deeper meaning behind what Jesus teaches us during his time on earth. And they neglect to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to them and transform their minds through the gift of study. I remember that in school, I would study for tests and learn just enough to get the good grades I really desired. I really didn't care about what I was learning. I only cared about the grades because I wanted to be the good girl who got the good grades and wasn't a bit concerned with retaining anything I learned. What I learned in science, however, always fascinated me. And although I don't remember every fact, I engaged learning in science in a way that it really sank in. What I learned in those classes changed how I thought about the world around me and still does to this day as I continue to learn about the new things scientists are discovering all the time. In my early years of being a Christian, I would go to church every Sunday, but it wasn't until I started going to Sunday school, started attending Bible studies, and really made study a part of my life that I found my faith growing. I began to reflect on scripture, ask questions, and search for answers. That's when I began to hear God speak to me, to develop a real relationship and feel his presence in my spirit. I believe every human being longs for something more in this life, longs for peace amid the chaos, for certainty in the unknown all around us. As Christians, we know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, the way to receiving all we hope for and more. Without study, we will never reap all the benefits of that lasting, freeing relationship offered to us in Jesus Christ. It will always be superficial if we only rely on our pastor on Sundays or whenever we feel like attending worship. If you want to know more, have that certain and sure faith in the one who holds the future, the one who makes all things possible and is the anchor for your soul, then make time to study. Jesus, at the age of 12, had studied the Holy Scriptures, and it shows in how he answered the teacher's questions and in the questions he asked. He knew he didn't have all the answers yet, so he made study a priority. When we read the Gospels, we see that every time he teaches, every answer he gives to questions is grounded in his knowledge of Scripture. It wasn't just because he was God incarnate on the earth. It was because he, as a human being, 
studied scripture until it became part of who he was. He uses scripture, the word of God, as a response even as he was dying on the cross. Psalm 22.1, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus held scripture in his heart, not just in his head, and not just until the test was over. It became a part of him, giving him strength and allowing him to trust himself to God's plan. Scripture transformed him and his ministry in his life among us. Jesus shows us this same tool, this weapon against false teaching, false hope, weapon against anxiety and the evil of this world is available to each one of us as well. So where do we begin? Well, begin by opening your Bible. The Bible continues to be the best-selling book in the world, but the least read book in the world. Find a passage of scripture and memorize it. Then find another until you have a repertoire of verses to call on in times of need. Sign up for a Bible study or a Sunday school class. We have a great adult class right here that would welcome you with open arms. Our Sunday school is ready and available for our young people with the goal of training them up in the way they should go so they too will have the tools they need to grow. You just don't know what you're missing out on As real people talk about a topic or particular passage in Scripture, learning and growing together. This is the best way to have your minds renewed and transformed, to develop a group of friends who are seeking the same thing. Find a good study Bible with notes on each verse to help you begin to understand what you're reading. It's difficult sometimes to really know what Jesus is saying or why this story is in the Bible. But until you really begin to seek those answers, you will never know. For Jesus' study was a long, lifelong journey. For his followers, it will always be the same. What we put our minds to will be reflected in how we live our lives and how we face each new day. Paul reminds us in Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9, Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. We will never know everything, but each day we can learn more and more. And as we learn, we will find our souls are like trees planted by the water, and that living water will help us grow deep roots that will hold up in any storm. We will have peace for our spirits as we thirst for the living God, And God comes to us, revealing the great truths of the universe. Begin your quest for more today. Open your Bible and read, study, grow deep roots. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds and be at peace. Amen.